It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So by the time this airs, we record the previous week, the government shutdown may be over. Even though I did read recently that the longest government shutdown on record has been 34 days. So we're not quite there. We're at 20 plus as we speak today. By next week, we shall see. But anyway, what kind of effect is the government shutdown, if any, having on real estate? Yeah, there is an effect on real estate. You know, let's start off with some facts and non-facts. The flood insurance renewal, guess what? No effect. Congress did pass a bill extending the National Flood Insurance Program. So there was concern that that was an issue. It is no longer. It was extended to May of 2019, end of May. The Federal Housing Administration, FHA loans, FHA loans fall under the Department of Housing and Urban Development and are up to like 95% of HUD employees have been furloughed. Okay. So there's nobody there to do any administrative work. Right. However, FHA lending should not completely be stopped because HUD's contingency plan calls for the FHA to continue endorsing new loans. I would think things are going to slow down. It's going to slow down. Things are going to be delayed. Yeah. So plan on if you're buying or you're selling to someone that is FHA, you might need an extension. You know, on, on a side note, there's one very large company. Actually, CVS is trying to merge with Aetna. Right. And it's been approved and, and so on, but they can't get the deal done because of the government shutdown. So it's going to be even further delayed, which is causing a little bit of... Yeah. And then, you know, other FHA programs that will not continue, these are like the home equity conversion mortgage. They call them HECM program, reverse mortgages. FHA will not be able to make these commitments yeah, so if you in were the multifamily programs. Oh, so. multifamily. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So anything else? What about your particular business? Yeah. You know what we saw here, because of the delay, a lot of closings didn't happen by December 31st. And the, and the importance of that is if you're a primary homeowner and you're trying to get closed by December 31st, you would be able to apply for your homestead. So if you rolled into January, that would mess you up. What also happens, and a lot of people don't think about this part, if you close at the end of the month, you don't have any prepaid interest. Mm -hmm. So if you went from December 31st to, say, January 6th, Mm -hmm. you now had to, at closing, pay from January 6th to the end of the month. So if you're tight on cash, that could be a problem. Mm. So that's, that's what we saw. Yeah, so why didn't they close before the end of the year? Well, they couldn't close the end of the year because the delays with all of this and some of the flood insurance, but that's already been clear. So we don't have to worry about the flood insurance. Yeah. But, you know, so, so now I'm thinking about taxes. So in order to get a loan, you need these, uh, a certain transcript from the IRS. Right. What's happening with that? Okay. So with that, what's happening is most lenders require it, but because you can't get them right now from the IRS, a lender, you know, asks for those. And basically what those are is a copy of your tax return. Yeah. They want to make sure that the tax return that you submitted mm-hmm. is the same that was submitted to the IRS. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine anyone would try to modify their tax returns? Well, at least it's one lesson they learned from 2008 anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the lender has the discretion and takes on the risk yeah. not to get that. So... It's a big mess, really. It's kind of a big mess. When everything stops or slows down. And, you know, the government's not that fast to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just be aware of this, that this could affect your 
Maybe no one's told you this yet, but know that it could affect your transaction as a buyer or seller. Okay. And then one final thing, the Social Security Administration basically is closed, but checks will still be processed and distributed because they really don't want a civil war on their hands. That's right. We don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about it. Who would win this time? What? Who would win? The North or the South? (laughs) I think it's more East or West. Actually, it'd be the East or West, really. I don't think it's North or South anymore. (laughs) All right, moving on. Here's an interesting statistic. For each $1,000 price increase in a home, I guess, yep. it removes or nixes, as it says here, 127,000 home sales. Yeah. So if, you know, the, if the price is just off by $1,000, it really, it, 127,000, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And also what scares me about reading this, Steve, is that that's how tight these numbers are when, when people are... That's what I'm saying. I mean, a thousand, what is that? If a thousand dollar price... another $15 a month or I don't, I don't know. Mean, it's maybe, penny. I don't know yeah. that. We have to calculate it. It's yeah. really low. Yeah. Just yeah. dollars. But that's how much people are pushing the ratios. Yeah. Because if it goes by a thousand dollars more and you can't afford it because your ratio goes mm-hmm. over the limit. I know. You probably shouldn't be buying a house. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I... that much. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But yeah. that, you know, that's that's personal choice. All right. Well, the National Association of Home Builders also calls the numbers even more startling when looking at the impact of potential interest rate increases. Just a one quarter point rise in the rate of a 30-year mortgage would price out around a million households. That's a quarter of a point. Right. That's where we're going to see the real impact Yeah. if interest rates continue to rise. All right. So here's the deal on interest rates. <laughs> I laugh They're still because, very good. <laughs> I laugh because uh, trying to predict interest rates is ridiculous. But interest rates, the Fed basically has said they're going to take a wait and see attitude and be sensitive to the economy and not continue to raise rates necessarily as was planned if things look like they're softening. Right. Okay. And that's, that's good news that's good for news. us. And, the, and the, um, the market like that and all of that. Correct. However, we are seeing inflation is also very tame. Correct. It's around 2.1%. Right. So there are some predictions that we should see a rise in the interest rate on the 10 and the 30-year bond. Right. Back Correct. into over 3%. And in that case, I think we will see, see more interest rates, rates rise Correct. Uh, Correct. again. But right now, I think interest rates have come down on mortgages. Yes, because, they have. Because the yield on these longer-term bonds have come down. That's right. And Steve, do you know what state has the largest number of homebuyers that if the price goes up by $1,000, they would be the largest group of people is priced out. Is it our fair state again? Florida? Nope, not Florida no, okay. this time. It's right. a big state. What is it? Texas. Texas. Oh. I don't know why Texas, but Texas know. is the one that's okay. going to get the most. Well, you heard it first here. What can we say? My guest, as always, is Terry Story, a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida, and she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.